It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plates. People get out of my way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. Andrew Raycroft is brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's Frank it up. And uh, Razor joins us right now on the Harbor One Hotline. Hello, Razor. How are you? You're on with uh, Fourier and Fitzy. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, uh, Razor. So this is interesting. So, like, we're doing this whole impactful Patriots of all time, and a bunch of people are tweeting out videos of a bunch of different Patriots. And I saw this one video of Vince Woolfork snatching out an interception out of thin air, just grabbing it with, like, one hand and then, like, running down the sideline, and nobody can stop him. I was like, wow, that guy would make a really good goalie. Like, he'd make a really athletic, big, lateral movement, like hand-eye coordination. I mean, it's that's the type of people they need to start recruiting. Yeah, I, I would like to see him put some skates on. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that, that's uh, you know, but definitely street hockey, floor hockey, I'm putting Vince in there, absolutely. Yeah, so um, the other thing is I, I saw this earlier today. I don't know if you if you saw it also. And maybe it's no surprise to you how uh, Brad Marchand uh, was uh, once again voted by the by his NHL colleagues as player they least enjoy playing against. <laughs> Surprised? <laughs> big deal? No big deal? I mean, what do you think about that? Oh, not surprised. It is a big deal because he is quite possibly, and, and I wouldn't put anyone past him in this category, the most competitive people in the league. And you guys know, and we see it on a daily basis in, in pro sports and all sports, that the guy who has the most will, the most competitiveness, who also has a little bit of skill like Brad Marchand, is always the most difficult to play against. All right, so what do we got? 12, 13 games left on the schedule. You got Les Habitants coming to the Garden tonight. Uh, what's priority one for the team right now? Is it uh, just good health? Is it you know, make sure that you hold on to the top spot? I mean, that's kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, you know, Montgomery spoke of them being in a little bit of a malaise, fancy French word, Christian, for funk. Uh, so they were in the malaise. They snap out of it. Look like they're playing good hockey again. What's the home stretch mentality like before the Stanley Cup playoffs begin in about three weeks? Well, for me, it's health, 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 and health with this group. Uh, there, there's, they're, like you said, they're, they're the President Cup winning team. They're going to have home ice advantage all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's, it's basically like I watch these games and every penalty kill, every block shot, you just hope that it hits a shin pad and not like Derek Forbert off the foot. Right. Um, so, so for me, that it's all health. I think you'll see them dig in the last week of the season where you start putting lineups together. You might have a better idea who you're playing in the first round, so you start matching up that way. Uh, but until then, it, it's literally just keep everybody healthy. Put everyone in bubble wrap. So, Razor, I mean, obviously everybody loves uh, the Thursday 11 o'clock hockey talk segment, okay? <laughs> so we may take a couple calls because uh, people people have a lot of questions, okay? So I may take a call or two, but not right now because uh, I think the one thing that kind of stood out to me, it's not that it's like an anniversary, 
But a year ago, like yesterday or a couple days ago, it was when the Jake Jabrusque signed that whole like new what two year deal or four year or eight million dollar deal or something like that. I forgot what his the actual contract was. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Two years, eight million. Two yeah, years, eight four, million. Yeah. Four years, eight yeah. million. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's what nothing. Kind of deal is that? That's yeah. Really cheap. I mean, two at eight's pretty. Cheap that's a deal point, then, right? Who do you think he yeah. is, Julian Edelman? My yeah. God, yeah, he's, he, oh, he's Boston forever. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, but look, yeah. but now when you think about it, he misses what seventeen games. He's gonna have a career high for points. I mean, how important is he to this team now? And how like almost like surreal is it that this is the same guy that was trying to you know, run out of town and he couldn't handle it, and now he's a, such a huge part of this team? It is wild, and it is uh, a much quicker turnaround than than most years or most players. Fourteen months ago, he he was struggling and and had an issue with the coach and wanted out. And now I think we saw with his 17 games out of the lineup how important he is. And, uh, of course, it's Patrice Bergeron's line. And, of course, it's Brad Marchand. But Jake DeBrus drives it a lot of nights as well with his ability to retrieve pucks, to use his speed. And, and he's got that competitive uh, ability, that competitive bug from those other two guys. And he is really valuable both on the power play and as that top line, both getting pucks, but also we saw the finishing touch the other night as well. Okay, so listen, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this out, Razor. I have no idea where it's going to go or how oh, it's going to go, so just be prepared for anything. Be real polite, though, because, you know, sometimes the callers, you know, they just want to say hi. But let's go to let's go to our first caller, uh, Jermaine in East Boston. Uh, so here's Jermaine. Jermaine, you got a question for, uh, uh, for Razor. Yeah, I do. First off, I want to say I love the Foyer show. You know, second favorite show that I listen to on WEEI. I'm a Greg Hill fan, and I think Wiggy's amazing. But Razor, I've been I've been listening to the Greg Hill show in the morning, and they they criticize Wiggy, which I think is dumb for his goalie takes. You played the position in the NHL. Talk about how frustrating or how difficult would it be to know going into the playing in the playoffs that you might be rotating every other game because there's two hot goalies, or should Jim Montgomery just pick one guy, and if things tend to fall out, lean on the other guy? I'll shut up and listen on air. I'm back to my pump. Oh yeah, I love you. Okay, there it is. <laughs> what up? There it is. Oh, there it is. Uh, Jermaine from East so Boston. It's, Jermaine. It's a. Uh, it's actually. It's. It's a great question. Uh, Ray, do you want to answer? Your, your callers are so intelligent. I know. It's. it's a, it really is such a such a bonus to have Scholarly. callers like that calling into the program. Yeah. It's worth listening to. Uh, no, I. I think with these two guys, you can see how. It doesn't affect them if they don't play. And they're actually very happy when the other goaltender plays as well as they have all season. You go into game one, and the last few Stanley Cups, they've used two goalies. All all the winners have used two goalies, except for Vasilevsky. So I could see them over a two-month stretch of hockey having to use both guys. And they're certainly going to be very comfortable in that. That being said, if they start Linus Allmark in game one and and he rolls through the first round, not giving up any goals, you're not going to rotate that out. So I think they're comfortable in all situations because of the depth at the position. I don't think either guys will be will be concerned if they don't get a start. So like let me, some other guys around the league, you could you could definitely say, hey, you're gonna you could ruin him for the rest of the playoffs if he doesn't play game one. In this scenario, I don't see that happening. With so let guys. me ask you this, okay? So game seven, Stanley Cup finals. Which which one starts? Which one plays? 
Oh, well, we're we're a long way from oh, that. I know. But, I know. No, That's... no, but, but I'm going to answer it. Right now, it's Linus Allmark. He's the best goaltender in the league right now. He's going to win the Vesna Trophy. We saw it again the other night. He gives up one goal on 40 shots. He's got 37 shots through two periods, keeping his team in it. He has been absolutely out of this world this season. And, and I think he's now 4-0 and in games with over 40 shots. So that whole narrative that he's just playing behind a good team, I think, has been put to rest in, in the last few months with his huge games while the team got outplayed. And I'm playing Linus Allmark if I have to win a game right this second. So this, I, I brought this up. I'm glad you mentioned that because so 37 um, goals uh, stopped in the first two periods, only three in the third. When I was watching that Razor, I was like, I feel like they're taking him for granted. Like, I feel like almost like, hey, let me be more careless. Let me, you know, give up the puck a little bit more. Or maybe I try something that I normally wouldn't that's a little bit more riskier, you know, where they should be more careful. I just wonder, like, you know, if we're, we're nitpicking a little bit here, that if the if the team, knowing that they have such good support and protection, they do things that they normally shouldn't do under different circumstances. Is that a wildly well, yeah. weird uh, take? No, it's not. I, we see that. I think it's – I don't know if it's necessarily taking the goaltending for granted. I think it's just kind of where they are in the position and honestly how confident all of these players are on this team. They think they can make any play. And, and sometimes they lose sight, I believe, the last couple of weeks that they are still in the NHL and there's a lot of really good players on the other side that not every play can be made. Not every pass up the middle, not every cross-ice seam pass can be connected. Uh, there are other players out on the ice. So we see them, though, being able to, like the other night, flip the switch. And, and yeah, they didn't have a good second period. They gave up a lot. And then they just decide and, and they get mad at each other and they, they <laughs> button, it, button it down. You know, they yell at each other after a period and tell each other to smarten up, and then they give up three shots. Yeah, you were saying earlier that health put them in bubble wrap, just make sure nobody gets hurt down the stretch. That's priority number one for you. And it'll be interesting to see how Montgomery handles the two goalies, considering you got like goalies number one and three in the league on the Bruins right now, and not because there would be anything like a goalie rotation or something in in the postseason, but rather making sure you don't stress out Allmark any further or stretch him out too much further. Because correct me if I'm wrong, he's already started more games than he ever has at any point in his career, right? He has, and a lot of that was at the start of the season. Yeah. Jeremy Swayman was injured. Allmark was out of the, again out of this world like he has been all season but he really went on a tear early in the season and mm -hmm. with the injuries that they had you felt like they had to bank a bunch of points and they rolled with him a little now i'm not too concerned because I, I can see them going every other game all the way till the end of the season yep. and i so so no the workload won't be anything but a problem for the goaltending position and, and for anywhere else on the on the ice you, you've got orlov sitting out Krejci sitting out You'll see some more guys sit out this weekend, I would assume, on the back-to-back. -back. And uh, So the, the, the idea of health based off of energy level is something they can manage quite easily. And now to follow up on that as well, guys sitting out, rotating guys in and out to make sure we get some fresh legs for when the Stanley Cup playoffs begin. Factoring into that mix also could be the good news that you got Hall and Foligno skating again. Not sure exactly when and if they may return, but how do you think that may affect... Uh, the lines going forward and once they get into the playoffs. If both guys are cleared and ready to go come Stanley Cup playoff time. Well, you're going to have a couple good players sitting out of the lineup 
for sure come playoff. You, you gotta you gotta find a way to get Taylor Hall, a former MVP, in your lineup. Nick yep. Foligno, what he's done to this team. When those guys are healthy, you're you're going to have them in the lineup. Which means two guys that are playing really well right now won't be in the lineup. But I, I think I, I do believe it'll be matchup oriented. I think it'll depend on who they're playing and and what other third lines, fourth lines they're playing against, and whether it's at home and whether it's on the road. They have so many options that. They really can dial into the matchup of the other team, and that's such a benefit come playoff time. Yeah, and that and that playoff uh, opponent does it even matter whether it's the Islanders, the Penguins, or the, or, or Florida? Does it even does it even matter, or, or which one would they prefer? Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Not with this team. The, the, they're they're just so good. I you always are a little more nervous about a team like Florida, who's playing really hot, who's coming in from. Uh, far back to, to to get into the spot and winning a bunch of games that are really important down the stretch. I think they're the out of those three teams, they're probably the the most dangerous at this point if they do get in. Uh, but either way, you have to beat a tough opponent, and either way, the Bruins are going to be a massive favorite. All right, uh, the last question I was going to have is we were mentioning this yesterday is like uh, your nickname, like who gave you. Razor as a nickname, or did you just be like, uh, you put it on your Letterman's jacket? We're like, look how cool I am. You're not allowed to give yourself a nickname. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm like looking at Seinfeld it's, principle. You can't do that. It's Andrew Ray Croft. Okay, so I feel like you can get two nicknames out of your first name, Andy or Drew, and your last name will be Ray or, or Crofty. <laughs> Crofty. No, I mean, again, we the hockey guys aren't that creative. We're we're not a creative bunch. So any. Basically, anybody who's played hockey with Ray in their name, whether it starts, whether their first name is Ray or, in my case, my last name, Razor is where you go with it. Ah, so uh, it's certainly not because of my toughness. It's certainly not because <laughs> of my, my physique in any way whatsoever. Because you're all but, cut uh, up. No, he's sharp I'm between the pipes. From, he's the yeah, Razor. I'm far from, I'm far from a, a Razor, uh, Razor Reddick. But uh, I, it just, uh, it's a name thing, and, and Ray always turns into Razor. There's three or four of us that have Razor, and, and that's the way it is. All right. Well, listen, you're the best. Uh, always learn something when, I, when you come on every Thursday at 11 o'clock. So uh, have a great weekend. Hockey talk, hockey talk. hockey talk is my favorite. Hockey talk. I, I, I used to hate it. I used to just be an insider. <laughs> now I feel like I'm more of an analyst, right? Razor knows. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, you're, you're an expert at this point. Really? You're, you, have, you have crossed over from... Uh, insider to, from analyst to absolute expert. He's turning into like the Barry Melrose of WEEI. It's very impressive. <laughs> listen, it is. Listen, it really it's the is. evolution of Christian Fourier. Thanks, Razor. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. You got it. Thanks, see, guys. You too. See you, buddy.